So I've been a big fan of The Office for many years. I watched the show live almost every episode when it first came out. Um, and then I continued to watch repeats on Netflix for, you know, almost every day. I mean, I don't want to sound crazy, but not that I'm actually paying attention to the episode. It's just almost a way to fall asleep. Um, there was an article posted on Facebook a while back saying, like, uh, reasons why you might be addicted to The Office. And the article basically went in to describe how um, The Office creates a soothing therapeutic um, experience because the show is so relatable and that um, you can go into it knowing exactly what to expect. Uh, not because necessarily the plot, but because of the locations of like, the characters and the a familiar setting of the office itself. So like the office away out, you know, you have Pam in reception, you have Michael in his office, um, everyone's at their assigned seat. Um, you can go in almost any episode um, within the first seven seasons and typically get the same experience you would expect from any episode um, uh, when you watch it. So that article was basically saying like this is why it feels so um, therapeutic when you watch it and why people keep rewatching it because it, it, it they know what to expect every time going into it. And then I elaborated on that article and commented back on it saying that uh, uh, not only that, but since the show is shot in a documentary setting that um, you can almost interpret that the camera's viewpoint is your viewpoint and it almost feels like that you are a character in the show from um, your perspective because the characters are constantly talking towards the camera or turning to the camera or reacting because suddenly a camera has appeared. So in a way, it almost feels like if you go into it thinking that you are the camera um, from that point of view and the interaction from the show is almost interaction with you. For instance, if someone's riding in a car and the cameraman's in the back seat you can almost interpret it as, as in you're in the backseat and they're talking to you. Um, and you combine that with this uh, familiar setting that the other uh, people were saying in the article, like why it's so you know therapeutic. You combine those two elements and suddenly you have a show that you can continue to rewatch over and over again because it feels like you're almost taking part in the experience. Um, I don't have my total comments on that uh, response because it was a while back, but I went into greater detail than that. Um, secondly, there's been a lot of uh, fan theories throughout the years, um, two in particular, that um, who is a Scranton Strangler and um, was there some sort of affair between um, or during Jim and Pan's marriage um, that resulted in why things got shaky for them um, at the end of the show. Uh, I also want to state before I go any further that before I get the relatableness of the show, um, when Michael leaves in season seven, spoiler alert, um, I mean, he, he brought so much to the table, but again, the show all of a sudden falls so flat because you're relatable um, experience goes downhill so quickly because Michael is no longer in his spot um, in his office and that kind of throws the show for a loop. Anyway, I forgot to mention that. So anyway, back to these two theories. 
who's a Scranton Strangler and was there a rift in Pam and Jim's marriage? Uh, I'm not going to talk about uh, the Scranton Strangler theory right now because I've heard multiple different ones. I mean, people say it's Toby, um, and there are some good uh, evidence to support that. I don't necessarily think it's Toby. I think it that is almost too obvious. I think it might be somebody else, but I'll talk about an article that was posted online. There was multiple uh, theories as to did Jim cheat on Pam in uh, at any point in during the show, and that's why during the show it there seemed to be some sort of rift between them. But here's my response to a Facebook article on whether or not Jim cheated on, cheated on Pam in the office. I will agree the documentary crew edited the show together to only show what they wanted of, like, Meredith the drunk when she was going to school for her PhD. In Season 9, Episode 1, Jim and Pam ask uh, the crew why they're still at the office. Don't they have all the footage they need? And the crew responds with saying that they want to, sh to see how Jim and Pam turn out, which leads me to believe that the crew was never there to document the office. They were there to infiltrate relationships, see which ones developed in interesting ways, and collect the data they wanted. For instance, when we were shown when Jim and Pam or Michael are in New York or at their homes, uh, but when Toby goes to Costa Rica, we aren't shown an update until he breaks his neck. That's because Toby isn't seen as an interesting character in the sh to the crew. Um, we also know that the crew follows the workers without their knowledge. When Pam and Jim kiss in the car, uh, right before they announce that they are starting to date, um, Angela and Dwight in the warehouse, and they're constantly fooling around throughout the show, um, they, the crew isn't worried about privacy or alerting to the workers of their presence. If it's worth catching on film, they will find it. How about when the boom guy, Brian, steps in to defend Pam? Up until then, the workers had not involved themselves on camera, even to possibly stop violence. They let Roy approach Jim before Dwight intervened, allowed Andy to possibly run Dwight over, had no problem with letting the office break into utter chaos when Dwight does his fire drill, so why step in then? I think that Brian, the boom guy, stepped in to save Pam because he liked her, but also because he felt like at that point the crew had collected what they needed to form their story, the crew's story. I don't think Jim is a perfect guy, but I think what is important to remember is when, was when do characters know they are being filmed? Their personality changes a lot. In interview sections where they are alone, they will be most reserved, and when they feel like they are alone, the truth comes out. Let's look at Andy. In season three, he is portrayed as a jerk, but after that, he go, uh, after that, before he goes on to sell his sailboat, he is shown to be a lovable, charming guy. But after being away from the cameras for an extended period of time, he turns into a jerk again and breaks up with Aaron for a second time. I believe Andy was always a jerk, but he was an expert at playing the system, as was Jim. Jim was careful about how he was shown on camera. Look at Koi Pond. When Jim believes he isn't being filmed, he lets Michael fall into the water, making no effort to seem like the good guy. I've watched the show many times, and I've noticed something new every time. Do I think Jim or Pam cheated? No, I don't. But I believe that certain characters knew how to act in front of the camera and attempt to create their own story. At the same time, the dot crew was there to conduct their own experiment on how people's personalities shift throughout time, with both knowing they are being filmed and not. There is no indication of how many crew members there uh, there are, but we know there are multiple crews covering more than one location at the same time. We can assume that all the workers lived under the assumption they were 
only being filmed when they knew of a crew member's presence, but evidence from the show states that several crew members could have been following them, capturing what they needed, when they needed, to do three things. One, observe the changes in people's lives with and without their knowledge. Two, form a compelling story for viewers. Three, not to step in at any time and disrupt the results of the experiments. And when Brian the Boom Guy did this, he was fired right away because he then interrupted the experiment. The crew didn't have a sinister intentions, but their presence affected how people acted, and when the office workers thought they were gone, the experiment continued. Would Jim have broken up Pam's wedding if he wasn't being filmed by playing the system and showing the crew that he was romantic? Oh, by playing the system and showing the crew that he was romantic. He could have built up a case that he was the right guy for her. We don't see much of Pam and Roy alone, and from the show, Roy isn't super comfortable in front of the camera, but could have been a super nice guy to Pam off camera. Roy wanted to marry Pam. After breaking them up, Jim moved away, leaving Pam by herself for a whole season. He moved back to Scranton with a new girlfriend and continued to date her while Pam had no one. During season three, Pam wanted to get back together with Roy, showing that she still loved him, and even though Roy overreacted at the bar, um, after realizing that his whole life had been altered by a guy, Jim, who didn't even want Pam anymore. It takes a few viewings, but the workers in the office aren't always what they seem. Now, that's my response to an article about whether Jim and Pam um, were cheating on each other because there's evidence that supports um, Jim cheating and Pam cheating, according to this article. But I don't think... I don't think that's the case. I just think that they're... Uh, is more going on um, when the doc crew um, is involved. Because if you look at it, the actual documentary of the show is filmed um, and shown to the characters in the office in season nine. So if you want to look at it this way, the entire show up until one of the last episodes of season nine is the edited version of the actual office show shown within their universe it's not like um the office is currently being filmed um in present time we're the audience in the real world seeing the edited version of what the doc crew in the office universe has produced and then then go on to show the office workers at the end of season nine so we're not getting a live representation of what's happening. We're getting an edited version of what's happening. So every character, um, a confessional, every interaction, um, any moment that's captured in the show is then the pieced together documentary crew version of what's happened. So they're there to conduct their experiment and to show and to complete a compelling storyline that shows the development of character relationships over time. Um, as far as the Scranton Strangler thing goes, I mean, I'll stop talking about that theory. As far as the Scranton Strangler thing goes, obviously people said Toby was uh, Scranton Strangler. I had some theory about that actually was Jim. And my only, only brief, brief evidence to show that is because, I'll just briefly touch on it, is because he's so into pranks. Um, and uh, my, it was not very strong theory, but his, since his brothers, he has two older brothers, and uh, clearly um, they like to prank Jim. And since he's the youngest, he's imitating how his older brothers would react. And uh, he's able to create pranks over a long, long period of time. Um, and he's in it for the long game. And 
if you look at certain things that he would try to do, like he would want to add a key to Dwight's key ring when Dwight becomes, I believe he becomes the office manager and has a giant key ring. He wanted to do this over, actually that wasn't it. It was a different episode, but the episode where Dwight has the giant key ring, Jim wanted a long time, long go pranked at a key every so often to eventually Dwight has this huge key ring of keys. Or at one point, Jim adds, uh, I believe, nickels to Dwight's uh, headset and then at one point takes them out, having Dwight hit himself in the head with the phone. So Jim doesn't do, he sometimes does quick, easy pranks, but also he does very, very long-term pranks. Um, I think that uh, you can almost say that as much as he cared for Pam when he thought that she wasn't going to um, accept his um, his uh, it means that he loves her once he starts dating Karen and knows that he can get Pam back at the end of season 3 you can almost think that his entire relationship with her after that point was a prank on Pam making Pam fall in love with him after she rejected him and then later on even having kids with her um, rejecting her in the end or, you know, going on and possibly cheating on her, or, um, but, but Jim's whole effort after season three, when they get back together at the beginning of season four, is a long, Jim's longest term, most involved prank was actually on Pam, forcing her to fall in love with him after she rejected him the first time. Now, I didn't actually mention anything about Jim being the Scranton Strangler during that, um, the only evidence that I saw was when Jim and Dwight and the crew go to Tallahassee to start um, Saber's new um, product line. Jim fakes his own murder or kidnapping inside of the one of the hotel rooms. He's got uh, some money in a briefcase. He has uh, uh, sheets going out the window, but he's able to set up a crime scene or frame a crime scene um, and make... Dwight believe him. Now, did Jim have experience setting up crime scenes in the past? Was he able to um, go out and strangle people and frame other people so that the trail was thrown off? Because on the uh, documentary crews, he comes off as such a good guy, but if he's able to set up crime scenes and uh, fool people into thinking that other people are committing crimes, then, you know, maybe he could be the Scranton Strangler. So that's my very, very, very minor evidence as towards him being the Scranton Strangler. But uh, as far as him, my theory about him, his ultimate prank was on Pam. That's a very out there theory. I wouldn't want to think that's true. But uh, if he's brought up in with his in his family, his older brothers constantly pulling pranks on him, and then he's trying to constantly outdo um, them, he's imitating his brothers, uh, who knows, you know, honestly, who knows, you can look at the show in so many different ways, there's so many theories about what happens in the show, that's just something that I thought about, and whenever I see an article on Facebook or otherwise that brings up possible office theories, I always like to read them, give my response, and possibly, you know, throw some new ideas in there, because as, great of a show as it was on the surface it's such a good comedy show um there's so many good you know talents in the show mainly steve carell um i mean the show itself as a comedy is so solid um but 
if you look into it, there is more going on uh, than is let on. But it, again, when you have to look at the show in a documentary setting, you have to interpret that what you're watching is an edited version of what the documentary crew has already shot. And then in the future, shows that edited version to the office crew within their own universe. So if you like this uh, talk about the office, shoot me a voice message. I love to do more talks about that or other shows or movies i like to dissect um movies and shows and get a you know different interpretation of what's going on but uh yeah i think i've talked long enough now